Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Precious Lord, once again we come before you. We just want to receive instruction from you, Father. And we also saying thank you so much. Thank you so much, God. We appreciate your love. We appreciate your goodwill. We appreciate your faithfulness. We appreciate Holy Spirit of God. How you causing your word to go across the nations. How you causing your word to be a blessing to your children across the nations. We just exhort you, God, for that. And we pray, God, even now, as we begin this new series again, God, we are asking for your divine intervention in our hearts to receive instruction and grow to become who you ultimately intend us to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Okay, so we start a new series. I call it Wisdom in Silence. Wisdom in Silence. It's a simple thing that I want to share with us. But it's something that can build your life. It's something that can stabilize your life. Wisdom in silence. Silence means to keep quiet. Is that okay? We're going to look at uh, Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. Let's start from there. Wisdom is silence. Wisdom is a principal thing. Therefore get wisdom. And with all that getting, get understanding. He says the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. I know in chapter 8, wisdom speaks about Jesus. But I said the first thing you need in life, whether in business, whether in marriage, the first thing you need in life is what? It's wisdom. No matter what. Whether in church setting the way it is, the first thing you need in life is wisdom. Whether you are joining an association, the first thing you need in life is wisdom. You want to get married to build a home, the first thing you need in your life is wisdom. Wisdom about marriage, wisdom on how marriage works, wisdom in business, wisdom on how business works. The principal thing you need in your life is what? Wisdom. Nothing else. As powerful as prayer could be, you could pray amiss. But wisdom can guide you to pray right. Do you understand what I'm saying? As powerful as prayer can be, you could pray amiss, but wisdom can guide you to pray right. So you see, wisdom is the principal thing. In fact, Deuteronomy chapter 4, Moses was telling the people, said, this shall be your wisdom, talking about the word of God. Said this shall be your wisdom among the nations. The word of God. The primary thing you need in your life is wisdom. Anything you want to do. Whatever relationship you're getting into. Whatever association you're getting into. Anything you want to think about. If you truly want to succeed. If you want to get to the end of your day. In whatever choices you've made. The primary thing you need is what? Wisdom. So wisdom is a principle. Thing. Now, the word principle is very important. The word principle there actually, reshit in the, in the Hebrew means the first in place, order, and rank 
falls in place, order, or rank. In other words, if you want to make um, choices or you want to scale preferences, the first thing you should pick in terms of preference is what? Wisdom. First place, I mean, for the first in place, in time, in order, or rank. You rank in anything. The thing, the first thing that has to be at the top is what? Is wisdom. You need wisdom in everything you do. Hallelujah. It speaks of beginning, chiefest. Wisdom is the chiefest thing, is the best thing, is the, it talks about being forceful, times and principle. Okay. So that's the thing. I need you to understand this fact. And it's very important. Understand this fact. And you're going to see how Jesus applies this. Go with me to Matthew 26. Verse 59. This was the trial of Jesus. Amen. Matthew 26 verse 59. Actually when I came in here this morning as we were praying. The Lord just pulled this in my heart. Just have to go to the back to put it up. And here it says. Now the chief priests and the elders and all the councils sought forth witness against Jesus. To put him to death. But found none yet. Though many false witnesses came yet found they none. And at last came two false witnesses. <laughs> false. And I want you to know that. And said this fellow said I'm able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. 63. The Bible says, And the high priest arose and said unto him, And straight down nothing. What is it which these witnesses against thee? But the Bible says, Jesus held his peace. And the high priest answered and said unto him, I judge thee about the living God, that thou tell us whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus held his peace. He was silent. Did you get what I'm saying? I'm saying wisdom in what? In silence. He was silent. Remember, he was accused. And it was falsely accused. False accusation. But Jesus said nothing. I'm just trying to find out from you. If you were the one, what will you say? Or what will you do? You want to defend yourself. You want to prove that you are not the one. You want to prove that, oh, they are falsely accusing you. I mean, this is where I don't know. Praise the Lord. Just look very quickly, but I come back there. Proverbs 24, verse 7. You see, sometimes we talk too much. He <laughs> said, Wisdom is too high for a fool. He opened not his mouth in the gate. It's too high for a fool. Wisdom, too high for a fool. So silence sometimes is not only golden. But it's full of wisdom. Amen. Praise the living God. Are you following me? Jesus kept quiet. Why? Because everything he was going to say. Or he should say. Would truncate his divine prophetic destiny. He was ordained to go through the cross. Therefore he can't defend himself. He knew by wisdom. He has to go to the cross. Some of you need somebody to help crucify you for you to fulfill your destiny. That is what you can accept. 
Some of you need your Judas Iscariot. Otherwise you won't go to Jerusalem to be crucified. But when Judas is around you, you see them as enemies. But they are priestlyhood who are taking you to your prophetic destiny. That's why you must keep your mouth shut. If you understand who you are, it's not every accusation you respond to. You need your Jesus Iscariot. Otherwise, how can you nail yourself to the cross? If you take the hammer and nail this side, how are you going to nail this side? Somebody have to help to nail you there. Now the man that is helping to nail you so that he can fulfill your prophetic destiny becomes your enemy. And your mouth is open wide to say all manner of things. It's lack of wisdom. Praise the living God. Sometimes your wife brings out the worst part of you. Or even your husband does the same thing. By the things they make you see. It is often said, it's your closest friend that can tell you that you have not brushed your mouth. Other people will not tell you about that. They would rather want to pull away from you. You understand what I'm trying to say? You didn't brush your mouth and, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, they're trying to keep a distance. But the closest person will tell you, uh, it's like you didn't brush your mouth this morning. Who is your friend among them? The one that tells you. For you it's an insult. But yet, he made you to see that there is something wrong with your identity. You need a Judas in your life. I don't know if you are following what I'm saying here. I know it is hard. (laughs) But this is how life works. This is the way we move. This is the way God has ordained it. You need somebody that can tell you the truth about your life. To say, this life you are living is wrong. You need somebody like that. If you want to fulfill your destiny, if you want to go find life, if you want to become ultimately who God has created you to be, you need a Judas Iscariot. You can't escape it. Praise the living God. How many of you, I keep on using Joseph. Remember his own brother had to betray him. He needed somebody to betray him. He needed somebody to sell him into slavery. Before he can get to Egypt to fulfill his prophetic destiny, you need an enemy, and it's a good one. I think this is why the Lord said, Pray for your enemies. You need one. Otherwise, you are not going to go far. But wisdom demands, and in the midst of that, keep your mouth shut. Because when you try to defend yourself, when you try to explain to everybody who you are not, what you are accusing about, and so on and so forth, you'll be selling out. Praise the Lord. I told you this is just going to be a simple counsel or something, but it's something that will help you live a good life. There's a difference between living a life and living a good life. Living a good life is a life that pleases God. Is that okay? Come on. Are we together? Praise God. Proverbs 13 verse number 3. Hmm. He is a keeper his mouth. <laughs> keeper his life. So your mouth is connected to your life. <laughs> life and mouth are inseparable. You can't separate them. 
He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. But he that openeth wide his mouth shall have what? Destruction. Can you take it from another translation? And so Jesus have to keep his mouth <laughs> careful words make for a careful life. Careless talk may ruin everything. Are you following? Maybe take it from the amplifier. Let's see what it says. He who guides his mouth keeps his life. There's a need to guide your mouth. You talk too much. Hallelujah. But he who opens wide his lips come to ruin. This is where some of you destroy your personality through gossips. Well, your mouth is always, you know, very flippant. You talk, 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 talk. You ruin your life. You ruin your personality unknown to you. Keep your mouth shut for once. It's not everything you hear that you talk about. It's not every information you gather or you hear that you go about talking. You, I mean, keep your mouth for once. There is wisdom in silence. Are you there with me? No, this is not the kind of message you shout about anyway. So I'm just going to keep on preaching. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You follow what I'm saying here? He who guides his mouth keeps his life. You want to keep your life? Guide your mouth. Guide your mouth. But he who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. You destroy your life. But your mouth does not have a valve. There should be a valve. You know what a valve means? Valve to open the tap and to close the tap. You need a valve in your mouth. Somebody need a valve that enables you to control your mouth. Praise God. <sighs> How many of you understand that? Husband and wife can get into trouble just because one among them could not have a good vibe on the mouth. In church setting like this, in fellowship, in associations, all of those things that you see going on, just because somebody could not close his or her mouth. They lack wisdom. And if you lack wisdom, you are a fool. When your mouth does not, I mean, you can control your mouth, you can control whatever comes to you. You're acting like a fool. You're not like Jesus. Jesus kept silence in the midst of accusation. I'll still show you as we progress on this. Even Eliezer, the, the, the servant of, of, of Abraham, kept silence when Rebekah came. It is in the midst of silence that God speaks to you about your prophetic destiny, about what he has in mind for you. I'll make you see that. But I just give definition. I'm just giving definitions for you to understand that you talk too much and you need to close your lips sometimes. You need a verb. Hallelujah. He who guides his mouth keeps his life. Can I hear him? Amen? But he who opens his mouth wide and his lips wide comes to what? Ruin. You come to destruction. You're destroying your life. You're destroying your personality. You're destroying your image. Unknown to you. People will tag you for who you are. 
That sister? Oh, no, no, no. That brother? Oh, no, no. You know, we have some brothers who are, who are first class as compared to women in this regard. How many of you understand what I mean? <laughs> they got first class certificate in this regard. I mean, sometimes, you see, men like that, they don't know how to keep their mouth. They talk, 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 you know. They are, often people say women are gossipers, but there are some men who are double gossipers as compared to women. So it's not peculiar to women. I'm not talking about just women. This is general. It, it, if it's a character that people can imbibe, that you need to watch out for. Praise God. He don't guide his mouth. If he can guide your mouth, you keep your life. But who open wide his lips will come to ruin. God gave you this mouth so that out of it you can be blessed. Remember, life and death are in the power of the tongue and you are free to eat the food thereof. So there's a food you eat. Praise God, somebody. Are we still here? You know, this message is, 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 is kind of, it's a love, loving message. It's a love from our hearts. Love from our hearts so that you can live well. Amen? Yeah, I can get one or two persons smiling for that. No, it's love. This is my love. I'm sharing love with you. You understand what I mean? So that you can live well. So that you can have peace even in your home. You can have peace amongst people. You just need to guide your lips. Hmm? If our scripture said, be swift to hear, but what? Slow to speak. That is what it means to guide your lips. Be swift to hear. There's nothing wrong. You can hear everything. But... How do you dispense the things you have? Keep your mouth shut for a while. For there's wisdom in what? In silence. Hallelujah. Again, you find the same principle in uh, Isaiah 53. That's exactly what we read in Matthew 26. But Isaiah 53 verse 7. <laughs> it says, He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet... He opened not what? His mouth. Can you take it? But I want to be like Jesus. I, I want to be like Jesus. You know we sing that. I want to be like Jesus in my life. Now this is how to be like Jesus. Huh? It's not in I want to be like Jesus. Oh, I want to be like Jesus in my life. Oh God, let me be like Jesus. Okay, this how to be like Jesus. Look at it. He was oppressed and he was afflicted Yet, no. Can you stand oppression? It's my question. And yet your mouth will not. Oh, come on! You've been oppressed and you seek in silence. How possible? But that's how to be like Jesus. How are you going to take oppression? How are you going to take affliction? Praise God, somebody. He was oppressed and was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. His brother as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is dumb and opening not what? His mouth. He will not open his mouth. He was afflicted. He was abused. He was insulted. But he had one good in thing. Silence. Why? Because all this takes him to his prophetic destiny. Men that have power don't make too much noise. That's why it is said that empty barrel makes the most noise. Have you heard that? 
Empty jerry can, not the plastic type. Huh? Yeah, you that the job making up because there's no content. Men with content don't talk too much. Men with content, people with content, they don't talk too much. Men that make noise all over the place, they have nothing to offer. Just flippant and noisemakers. Are you following me? Jesus opened not his mouth. He was afflicted. I'm asking you. Can you stand affliction without saying a word? Can you stand affliction without defending yourself? But that's how to be like Jesus. There's wisdom where? In silence. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 10 verse 21. He was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was oppressed, and he would not complain to anybody. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. The mouth of the just bringeth forth wisdom. But the forward tongue shall be cut out. The mouth of the just. Hallelujah. Are you still there? The mouth of the just bringeth forth wisdom. That means there are languages or words that come from your mouth that explains or depict wisdom. Other ones then commit nothing but what foolishness. How do you speak? That's my question. How do you speak? Praise the living God. When you speak, what do you think your world looks like? Is it carrying wisdom? Or is it just an explosion of foolishness? How are the words that come out of your mouth? You're talking to your husband, you're talking to your wife, you're talking to your children, you're talking to your fellow man in the place of work. What comes out of your mouth? Is it wisdom? Hallelujah. Praise God. Look at it. And, and you ask yourself a question. The things I normally say, how do they look like? The mouth of the jaws bring up. Can we take up another translation, please? The mouth of the wise that bring up wisdom. <laughs> the mouth of the righteous, those harmonious with God. That's the thing. Those who connected to God, that means we're talking about people who walk in light, I mean, relationship to God, to the word of God, to the mind of God, to the spirit of God. The mouth of the righteous, those harmonious with God, bring forth skillful and godly wisdom. But the perverse tongue shall be cut down like a barren and rotting tree. Praise God. Are you following me? Look at it. The mouth of the righteous. What are the righteous? Those who are harmonious with God. Who have relationship with God. So, when you speak, we will know what's your relationship with God. When you speak, we will know how connected you are with God. When you speak, we will know how much of God's words are in your life. Because you speak out of the abundance of what is in your spirit. Could you have to do with the word of God. Are we still here? I'm just now. Don't forget those who are harmonious with God are supposed to be believers. 
They are supposed to be believers. So, it's not enough to say you are a believer. When the words that come out of your mouth lack wisdom. No. The evidence and the fruit of you being a true believer is what comes out of your mouth. How gracious are the words that come out of your mouth? How defined are the words that come out of your mouth? When people hear you, do they feel excited? Do they feel joy? Do they see God coming to them? I told you here the other time, simple counsel from people who have connection or relationship with God can become the voice of God to you. Somebody said, how do you prove that? Exodus 18 tells us that. You look at the life of Jethro. Remember that. It was Moses that was called. But Jethro told Moses, the way you are going, running the whole show, you're going to kill yourself. Take my counsel and God will be with you. Now may the counsel of Jethro becomes God being delivered to Moses. It was God talking to Moses through a man. When you talk to people, how edified are they? When you talk to people, what's the progress they're making in the call of God upon their life? When you talk to people, how much harmony are you creating in that family, in that relationship? If you are truly born again, you are in harmony with God. When you speak to people, there is elevation that takes place. They get higher in God. They get more joy in the relationship that they find themselves. Hallelujah. There is wisdom in words. In silence. When you can't build people life with what you have to say, keep quiet. That becomes your wisdom. When your words can help people to grow better than they, you find them, keep quiet. In fact, far back in 19, around 1984, 1983, I got a philosophy which like an axiom. And what's the philosophy like? I don't have this fully in the eyes. This world should be better because of me than the way I met it. Listen to what I'm saying. If we all come to that conclusion, I want to make this world better than the way I met it. We will have more harmony. It's no longer self. It has to do with people. When you come into my life, is my life better than the way you met it? The first time we met? Is there any change in my life because of your influence? That's what I mean. You don't meet with people. You don't join with people and your life will be going down instead of going up. You lack the right philosophy about life. Life is not about you. Life is about whoever you meet. So anytime you meet with somebody, the person's life should be better than the way you met it. If you don't do that, you're a parasite. Are you still there with me? If you can change people's life, if you can make them better, if you can give them joy, you're a parasite. There is no need for you to be part of those people. They have enough problem. Don't become another problem. 
Let's make this world a better place than we make it. Don't leave this world the way you make it or worse than you make it. Let it be that because you were born at this time and you are in this world at this time, things will be better when you leave this world. So there are children will start from that level. Let's change the world. Are you still following what I'm talking about? That is what Christianity is all about. Changing the environment. Changing people's life. Changing the world. That's why I refer to Jesus. He was a man. A good man. Wherever he went to, he was a good man. No man can do this good thing except God be with him. He was a good man. Because he was changing the environment. What is your life like? And I'm saying, you can change people's life by the things you say. Amen? Come on. Are you following me? Now I'm preaching to you. I'm helping you to grow. I may not give you money. That so change people's life not necessarily money. Huh? I don't know if I get in this. But ability to apply wisdom, ability to talk to people, ability to cause them to see beyond the level they are, ability to move them higher from where you met them before. That's what I'm saying. That's what makes you a child of God. That's what makes you godlike. By the things you say. Not when you have contact with people, their life will be going down every day. A word comes out of your life. They begin to be in sorrow. They begin to think about their past. They begin to come to the conclusion life means nothing. You have no need to be in contact with such people. Hallelujah. Are we still here? Hmm. Now, now, now let me show you something. A few minutes more, we're going to be done. Daniel chapter 2 verse 21. Oh, help me Jesus. I wish somebody can catch what I'm trying to pass across. Mm-hmm. You can change your environment. You can change your home by the things you say. You can change any atmosphere you find yourself by the things that comes out of your mouth. Your mouth is powerful. The words is powerful. When you don't have anything that can help people keep silence, that's what I'm trying to say. Then you're wise. When you keep silent, you have wisdom. He changes the times and seasons. He removes kings instead of kings, talking about God. And he gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. That means if you really need to increase the wisdom, you're going to be a wise person. Wisdom is not given to fools. Hallelujah. So you can see why you are not making progress in life. Because wisdom is not given to fools. Fools open their mouth anyhow. Therefore God withdraws wisdom from them. Mind the company you keep. If you want to make progress in life. You want to draw strength from God. If you want to receive more from God. Mind the company you keep. Look at it there. Wisdom is given to the wise. And understanding to those who have understanding. Knowledge to those who have understanding. That means ability to see certain things. The spirit has to do with your relationship with what wisdom. Are you following me? If you are bereft of wisdom, it's because you walk in a dimension of foolishness. What I mean is 
you are not operating from the perspective of a relationship with God. Your words are corrosive instead of building or edifying. Your words are destructive to the hearers. God can release wisdom to you. For wisdom is too high for the fool. Are you getting that? Does that challenge you? Look at that. He gives wisdom to the wise. And understanding to those who have, I mean, knowledge to those who have what? Understanding. Because actually understanding is the application of wisdom. Understanding situation. What to say per time is the application of wisdom. Understanding simply the application of wisdom. So you know a situation. What are you going to say about the situation to help the situation? That's the application of wisdom. You have knowledge? Yes. About the situation. What do you do with the wisdom you have? Which has to do with what? Understanding. The application of wisdom is what? Understanding. And God gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have what? Understanding. By implication, I can reveal certain things to you because I know you'll be able to use them wisely to build people's lives. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying here. So one of the reasons we don't even hear God, we don't even see God, we don't even have understanding about God because we lack what? Wisdom. So he's not giving us wisdom as Christ. He's not giving us knowledge because he knows even if he gives us knowledge, we will know how to do what? Apply it. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes you talk to people and say, look, this is my life. Pastor, you don't know. Wait a minute. This is my life. What life do you have? You have no life. You are dead in Adam. You have no life. If your life does not synchronize with the spirit of God, you are a dead man. Don't be proud of an Adam. Any man that have no Christ is a beast. Book of Psalm says that. He that does not have understanding that is a redeemed creature is like a beast that does what? That perishes. How can he say this is my life? You are stubborn, this is my life. You are foolish, this is my life. You are rebellious, this is my life. What is your life that you are proud of? You need a change. That's why Jesus came. That's why you need the Spirit of God. And guess what? All of those things you're thinking about has to do with your mindset. For as a man thinking in his heart, so is he. And you think when you do that, you don't want people to ride on you. You don't want people to, you, you understand that. People say that because they don't, they feel they don't want people to ride on them. They're going to maintain my position. You don't have no position. Men who are full of substance, they don't, they never pride themselves. And they never talk anyhow. I repeat that again. Empty vessel makes the most noise. Men who are full of God's life. They know how to maintain silence. Because their words are defined. They give life to the hearers. How gracious are your words. So God gives wisdom to the wise. <laughs> Hallelujah. And knowledge to those who have what? Understanding. Ability to apply wisdom. The knowledge you've received. How do you apply it? 
the knowledge of the word of God you receive now, how you are applying it. Don't expect God to speak to you, to reveal more to you when you can't even apply the one he has revealed to you. Practically impossible. How are you using the wisdom God has given to you to build people's life? How are you applying this wisdom in solving situations? That's what we're talking about. It changes lives. God wants you to change people's lives. By simple counsel, by simple wisdom, by simple application of circumstances in their life, you come in there because you have a relationship, you speak a word to their life. Their life changes. That's what God wants. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, that's this question, and then we might close for today. Like I said, I'm just giving simple admonition. I'm just trying to help you. I'm just trying to say, let's live our life different from the way we've been living it before. That's all I'm saying. That's all this subject is all about. Let's change our lifestyle. Let's change our living. Let's guard our mouths. Hallelujah. Let's find, I mean, understand the kind of circle that we are. If you have friends whose lips are always leaping and sipping, I mean, uncontrollable, you need to do something about it. Because you are destroying your life and destroying the life of other people. Praise God. Proverbs 10 verse 31 again. Proverbs 10 31. The mouth of the righteous, like I said before, those harmonious with God bring forth skillful and godly wisdom. But if a mouth thrown shall be caught down like barren and rotten tree. So who is a wise man? The answer is there for you. Look at verse 32. The lips of the uncompromisingly righteous know and therefore alter what is acceptable. We say, wise man, a man that releases what is acceptable. But the mouth of the wicked knows and therefore speaks only what is obstinately, willfully, and what? Contrary. Take from another translation. I'm defining who is a wise man. Very simple. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable. <laughs> but the mouth of the wicked speaketh what? Forwardness. What is acceptable? That means there are certain things that are not acceptable at all. You don't say them to people. Even if you have the opportunity to say them, you don't say them. You don't say things that make people want to go and commit suicide. You don't say things that make people begin to regret why they were born in the family they were born. You don't say them. There are words that are acceptable to people's life, to every situation, to every circumstance. And the Bible is saying, men who know how to speak these kind of words are the people that God gives more wisdom. You look at it now. Wisdom is given to the wise. Who are the wise? Those who know how to give ways that are acceptable. So ask yourself, 
the things you say, when you talk about people or talk to people about, are they acceptable? Think about that. Some of the things you say about other people, will you accept them if they say them about you? I don't know if I get in that. That's your check. This thing I'm even saying about this brother, if somebody says it about me, can I accept it? That's your check. You don't need any prayer, whatever, whatever. Is it what is not acceptable is general. So you say something about your sister and then ask yourself the question What about if another sister said this thing about me? Can I accept it? If the answer said no, pull out of that. You keep silence. What is acceptable? And this one I believe in the perfect will of God. When you come to that dimension, God will begin to pour more wisdom where? Into your life. Because you know you can make use of the resources that's given to you. So you give wisdom to the wise. Who are the wise? Those who know how to speak a word that is what? Acceptable by time. How do you talk? What is your life like? What is your relationship like? Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh. Take this from message translation. I don't know how it is, verse 32. But I love this. I'm giving just simple definition. The speech of a good person cheers the air or clears the air. Did you get that? The speech of what a good person clears the air. It makes the air. Oh, I remember we used to have uh, fresh air. Eh? Remember that? When we used to say Nigeria used to have, we need some fresh air. Hmm? <laughs> You're looking at me. It clears the air. If the air is polluted, go speech clears the air. If the air is damp, go speech clears the air. If the atmosphere is uncontrollable, go speech clears the air. What do you say, friends? Men are quarreling and you step in there. What happens next? It clears the air. Hallelujah. Come on. Are you with me? Good people. Good speech. They clears the air. They make the air breathable. Huh? You understand that, Mike? Yeah, they made the air breathable. Some, some people send me to a place. This, the air, you, you, you hear them say, the air is tight. The air is tight. Have you heard that before? What makes the air tight? The atmosphere is clogged with all manner of thought patterns and wrong spirits and wrong emotions. The air is tight. I can't breathe. But good people, when they step into an environment, Nicholas air. Somebody can breathe. Somebody can sniff the air. Some gonna feel oh, I'm very okay. Right? And when you're breathing good air, what's the next thing that happened? You're getting healing. This is good oxygen. Hallelujah. Come on. Are you following what I'm saying here? So we have some people who can dispense real oxygen to give life to other people. But other people get the atmosphere polluted. They begin to bring carbon dioxide and they are dying. Why? Because of your speeches. And you expect God to give you more. Now you can see why you can never be the mouthpiece of God. 
Because your words are polluting. They carry carbon dioxide instead of oxygen. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Can you follow what I'm saying here this morning? I need you to come to the place where your life will become man. Something that man will be looking for. Something that God will be happy about. I mean, you make other people happy. You're changing the atmosphere. You're giving them new hope every day, every moment. How many of you understand? Isaiah said the same thing. Say the Lord has given a word to speak to them who are weary in due season. Men who are weary in due season. God gave me a word for them. What word do you have? People are dying. Your word is even burying them. People are dying. Your word is digging the grave. What's your problem? And yet you claim to be a child of God? No. Look at that. The speech of a good person does what? Clears the air. Check yourself. I've just asked you a simple way to check whatever thing you're saying about somebody if the person is not there. If they say this about me, will I accept it? Is that okay? If somebody is saying something about someone to you, for instance, ask yourself the question, what about if this person is saying this thing about me to somebody? Am I going to take it? If your answer says no, then stop the conversation. For you are shutting yourself off from God's wisdom from further be revealed to you. Be the one that clears the air. We are ventilators. Hallelujah. We are oxygen dispellers. We make people happy. We see them rejoice. We give hope to people. We give love and life to people. That is what God called us to do. Don't kill people with your words. But there is wisdom in silence. Stand up. Hallelujah. I just needed to talk to the Father. We're going to continue from here next week. But I needed to talk to the Father. I don't know if I've helped you. I don't know if I've helped you. In any way, I don't know if I've helped you. But I just needed to pray. Because I see life coming back to you. I see changes coming. I see the whole of your life taking a new dimension of life. I see you coming to the place where men, by reason of your presence, shall have joy. It is not about money. It is about the life of God flowing out of you. Paul said, though poor, but making men rich, you can transform people's life by what you say. What comes out of your mouth? Oh, come on. What comes out of lips of people? Are you someone who gives way to those who are weary in this season so that their life can stand up? Are you one of those people? Or all that you do is to cause men to be in sorrow. I need you to think. I need you to think right now. For God is all out to help you. God is all out to heal you. God is all out to change your life. And the healing is spirit, soul, and body. We can concentrate only on physical healing. Healing is spirit, soul, and body. This is healing for your soul. And if your spirit is already healed, this is healing for your soul. Then out of that dimension of your soul being healed, your physical body will receive healing. Think about it. I just want you to think about it. 
That is why I gave you a scripture. Put it on the board. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 15. Let us read that again. I want you to look at this prophecy. As you're praying, I need you to pray. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 15. I need you to pray. We use that to pray. I just want you to ask a simple question. Hallelujah. Look at this. And the Lord will take away from thee all sicknesses. And will put none of the evil diseases of Egypt. With their noise upon thee. But will lay them upon all them that hate thee. Now that's what I want you to say. Your prayer should be on this point. If God will put sickness on both or hate you. What about if you hate somebody? That's my question. Now you can see why sometimes your sickness are not going. Because you attracted the sickness of the Egyptians. He will put sickness upon those that hate you. Now you hate somebody. So the sickness will definitely have an attachment. He can reside in your life. He can stay continuously in your life. Why? Because you're qualified for what makes it to stay with you. This is why so many sicknesses are not being healed. Hatred in your heart. I just need you to pray. I need you to talk to the Father. Clean up your spirit. Clean up your heart. And begin to ask God for grace. Ask God for that wisdom. So that your words will begin to clear the air for people. Your heart is clean. Your heart is clear. Now you come to that place where ultimately you begin to be a healer. You heal people by the things you say. You heal people by the words that comes out of your mouth. Because a good people, the speech of a good person clears the air. The speech of a good person clears the air. It makes it nice, it makes it good for others to hear. The speech of a good person clears the air. Talk to your father, friends. And it's important. Healing is very simple. This one alone can bring healing to you. You don't need to hate anybody. All you need to do is to forgive those who hate you. Hallelujah. So talk to your father in this regard. And talk to God about wisdom. Let him bring wisdom to you. Let him grant you extra wisdom. For wisdom is given to the wise. It's not given to fools. Wisdom is given to only the wise. Those who are proven themselves wise. And who are the wise people? Those who know how to speak words that are acceptable. Glory to God. These are wise people. These are people who God is interested in. These are people who are connected to God. Harmonious living with God. Those whose words can make others feel life is worth living. Acceptable words. I'm asking the question, are your words acceptable? Think about your life, son of man. Thank you, Father. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org. God bless you.